All right, so welcome back to State of the Arts, a uh, podcast by two idiots on NBN. My name is Gabriel Firma. And I'm Lucas Bezerra. And happy 2020. Yeah, welcome back. Um, it was surprisingly quick, the break. It was extremely quick. I. Well, the break was quick, but traveling back was not. I think you took a direct flight from Brazil, right? Yes, it is the worst. I did not. It, <laughs> it, it's not the worst for you. I mean, jumping around on airplanes wasn't fun, but we're back and we're here recording our third episode of State of the Arts. Yeah, and so what is it? We have like a pretty traditional question to start the year. Yeah, I mean, I figured we would just do a little recap of 2019 and our favorite arts-related thing that we did. It could be, like, one in Northwestern, one out of Northwestern. That we did or that we, like, consumed? That we did, that we consumed, I guess is a better way to put it. Okay. That we saw, experienced. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, do you have one, like, right off the bat? Uh, could... I've got one for my Northwestern. Well, okay, it, it isn't it. really at Northwestern, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was during my time here, mm-hmm. as soon as I got here, basically. So the MCA last year had a Virgil Abloh Expo. Um, and that expo was really cool. It really showed, like, his sort of vision of what design and what art is. And he's got a lot of... And that was here at Northwestern? No, that was in the MCA, like, in Chicago. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, but it was while I was here. I guess this could be my not Northwestern. I mean, that, I guess that kind of counts for, it's, there's no hard and fast rules. No, but I kind of want to showcase something from Northwestern, too. Okay, sure. So, So let's leave that as my not Northwestern related, Yeah. uh, this year, I, I went to, so Giovanna, my girlfriend, uh, she uh, surprised me with tickets to Next to Normal, which is my favorite musical of, like, all time. Uh, and Just to be clear, not Next to Normal at Northwest. No, right? no, no, no. That was also amazing. That was really good. But there was a one that was playing in, like, a nearby town. And I was surprised with tickets, and we went, and it was, like, it brought me to tears on, like, two different, three different occasions, just, like, throughout the run-through. And that was just, like, crazy. I had never seen any of my favorite musicals live before, and Next to Normal was just, like, so near and dear to me. So it was crazy good, definitely highlight of my 2019. Next to Normal at Northwestern, also very good. Also very good. But it would be kind of terrible if both of my highlights, Northwestern (laughs) and non-Northwestern, were both Next to Normal. Yeah. Next to Normal was the first thing that I did here, arts-related, well, that I went to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd have to say maybe my highlight was going to so our, our guest on the second episode joe mm-hmm. his his band another northwestern based band uh and a third chicagoland uh like group had a performance um they had a gig north side of chicago it was a little bit after we interviewed joe mm-hmm. and so uh like he told me about it and i went and both his band was great, but also the other Northwestern band. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shout them out, I guess. So Joe's band is called Morning Dew, and the other right. band is called Honey Butter, and they're both really good. So Man, I really need to go to one of these. You really do. Yeah. I did. I did not manage to go last uh, last quarter. It, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was like full of Northwestern students, and just good energy, you know. Yeah, I mean that sounds. I'm not a big concert person, so I always get a yeah. little bit like, eh. but for like. Um, music on, like, the smaller scale where it's not, like, the enormous, like, super-packed concerts, I feel like it'd be more fun just in general. Um, For my Northwestern thing, I think Dolphin Show 2019 was Hello, Dolly. 
And I remember Hello Dolly being so extraordinary. And like both of mine are musical theater. Man, Hello Dolly was so good, it made me want to write stuff again and sing again. Because I hadn't written in a good while and I hadn't performed any music for a very long time because I had stopped taking classes when I came here. And I remember I came out of Hello Dolly and I turned to one of my friends and was like, we need to start like some project together because I am so like inspired. Yeah. Because for a student musical, that thing was, it was not even for a student musical, just like completely even out of its context, it would be one of the best shows I've ever seen. It was so, 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 so good. So actually our guest for this week, because we have a guest every week, is Eleanor Sandifer. Um, she is someone I'm super excited to interview. She's an old friend of mine at the school, but also just kind of someone that I met through the, like, tangentially through my creative writing classes. Okay. She was one of the most, like, unique writers there. Like, there are a lot of very good writers at Northwestern, and for sure Eleanor is one of them, but specifically, like, her style and her choice of topics was always one thing that was just, like, so out of left field that makes her a very, very unique writer. And she was actually one of the first people I suggested when we she started was, the yeah. show. So I'm excited. I met her earlier today. Didn't really get a chance to talk to her that much. This is going to be... This, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to that now. Okay. Okay, so we are here now with our guest, Eleanor. Hello. Uh, would you like to kind of introduce yourself, say, like, what you do that's artsy and, like, why kind of, like... Uh, Why do I you know think you? we asked you here, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Eleanor. I uh, put words together and make them do things, optimistically good things. Uh, I'm here because Gabriel has had some writing classes with me and thinks that my work is weird. Yeah. I think good also. <laughs> like, good, disclaimer. It could be the same thing. But very weird. Yeah, thank like, you. Like, that is... I mean, we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> I think, like, the standard first question that we ask everyone here, which is that, like, necessarily if you're doing art on, like, a university campus, like, your pre-validation, essentially, like, you're not getting any external validation most of the time, especially for writers, like, yeah. more than any other profession. Yeah. So, like, with that in mind, like, why do you do it? Like, when, when, like, when no one is in your corner, why do you still do it? Like, what drives you? Um, well, the work that I do is mostly writing, um, and for me, a lot of that starts with journaling, so I do it for my own brain before anybody else's brain, um, and in that sense, validation has never been that significant. Okay, that sounds wrong. It sounds like I don't take criticism, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, everything I make is usually first for myself, which I find works for me. Um, when, when I write things, it is because I'm driven there by some kind of personal urgency, um, so to that extent, I don't really care if other people want to read it. I also haven't started trying to publish yet, so that may change, will change, definitely will change. Okay, yeah. You yeah, um, I mean, it, from what I've heard about you and mm -hmm. what you write, when I met you today, I mean, you asked mm -hmm. me about my opinion on melons. I sure did. And I've heard that you wrote an essay on whether boba is a soup. I sure did. So, <laughs> so you've got... A wide range of mm -hmm. topics, although they do seem to revolve around food somehow. Yeah, I, w that's been pointed out to me. I don't know what to make of that. I don't eat that much. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, where does the inspiration for this kind of stuff come from? Or, like, what are you trying, where does it, mm -hmm. how does it work in your brain, I guess? Um, well, I have a tendency to hyperfixate on things. 
um, often objects. Uh, so the cereal being a soup is something I fixated on for a while last year. Um, melons are something I just find personally interesting right now because people don't seem to think that they have strong opinions, but then if you ask them for an opinion, they almost always have one, except for when they don't know what a melon is. <laughs> um, like some people. Is that a call-out? <laughs> Did you? I think that's a call-out because she asked me cantaloupe, yes. what a cantaloupe was, oh. and I was just like, mm-hmm. I blanked on it. I only know fruit names in Portuguese. Not gonna lie, same. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I mean, she asked mm-hmm. me specifically about cantaloupes, and I, d- yeah. I, I, no images came to mind. So, yeah. yeah, but like, I have read a little bit of your stuff, and like, so the, this is a re- really interesting thing. Is that like, you talk about these hyperfixations, which w- what are some kind of like oddball ideas? Uh, but you do take them somewhere, right? You're not mm-hmm. just writing about yeah. melons or just writing about. Uh, like, is boba a soup or is cereal a soup? Like, you do something in the nature of, like, all uh, nonfiction, which is something more profound out mm-hmm. of, like, kind of surrealist or not even, like, w- just, like, kind of out of nowhere topics. Mm-hmm. So, like, how, like, what is exactly that process like? Mm-hmm. Because for, at least from my perspective, I also do a fair bit of writing, and a lot of your topics I can't even really imagine inroads <laughs> into that, like, <laughs> range, you know? Uh-huh. Well, for cantaloupe, it was my roommate was cutting a cantaloupe, and I realized I had forgotten about fruit, and I just hadn't eaten fruit in a long time. I started getting worried about scurvy because, like, citrus or something. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I was watching her cut a cantaloupe, and it occurred to me that it just... I don't know. It would never occur to me to buy a cantaloupe, and I thought that was really interesting because they've been a part of my life for a long time. They have them in dining halls. They're terrible in dining halls, <laughs> and at just generally average. So I used them in an essay I was already writing at the time, um, as just like a joke, like in the realm of averageness. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what the cantaloupes mean except for maybe the fact that there are objects that are in everyone's life that no one really notices but we care about. Literature is. Oh God, you can't <laughs> drop that on me. Please. There, like this actually came up in one of my classes recently with a teacher who was who asked I think that exact question, mm-hmm. and they disregarded genre fiction out of hand. So horror, sci-fi. So that's not literature. That maybe? sort of stuff. That said, yikes. And said. I was I was actually sort of hot take. I think they were that. doing it like as a sort of like oh it's the beginning of class and I'm gonna do this to like spur. Because it doesn't seem like that's their opinion necessarily, yeah. but it was. I was immediately, as a big genre fiction fan, like, because <laughs> fantasy is generally considered not literature. Okay, but I've read amazing works of literature that are fantasy in nature, and I'm angry at this person whose name I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the, oh so God. you were just like anything is literature. I well, I think that art, more broadly speaking, is anything whose existence is conditional upon a very particular arrangement of human choice. And I think that within that, it's very difficult to differentiate between different kinds of art. Um, like, if you've read the poem 38 by Lady Long Soldier, uh, this is not in that book I mentioned earlier, but it's a great poem that you should read. And in it, she um, ref- is referring to a specific action slash event as a poem, and that is, like, one of her main claims. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of power in that, in saying that, um, well, I guess in naming what you're making or naming something, something other than it is, 
Yeah, I guess it becomes like just like if it's intentional, it's art. That sort of yeah. almost that yeah. that level of simplification, mm-hmm. which is I I would get like crucified by some of my philosophy teachers for that. But I I think that is a pretty good like I mean you're the philosophy major. I mean it's oh. al- almost <laughs> almost in the like I think of the this is not a pipe painting. Uh, yes. I'm not sure. The uh, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just this sort of idea that the objects and the things that we conceive of as being what they are. are totally just, a construction. Yeah. So you yeah. can just say anything is anything? I wouldn't go, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but, but that's an idea. Sometimes it's I fun guess. too. Sometimes it's fun too. I mean, in that yeah. case, then I'll just say boba is soup. It obviously is. I mean, it, she it, walked in here and called this podcast art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was a, that was quite surprising. To be fair, I have not listened to it, so <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I'm sure it's great. Um, okay, but um, yeah, I think yeah, I think we're we're, we're reaching the end of, running our time. Out of time. So um, we always end our episodes by asking our guest to plug something on campus that they are excited for related to the mm-hmm. arts. It could be anything, I guess. So mm-hmm. tell us what you're thinking. Um, well, I'm not involved with any publications or performance groups or anything like that, but my roommate and best friend is on the staff of Helicon, which is a literary and arts magazine. And you should submit to that because they want you to submit to that. I've read a good deal of Helicon occasionally. Like, Mm -hmm. I always forget about Helicon, and then I just, Mm -hmm. their, like, book comes out, and I'll just see it around and look, ah! flip through it. It's really cool what people do. I've yeah. never heard of it. You should. Well, There's a lot of very avant-garde stuff in Helicon, yeah. which is fun. If you're a visual artist especially, you should submit to Helicon because I think visual artists forget about it because I, th- I think it's mainly marketed to writers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Yeah. And they publish anything. There's like a digital like game thing on their website right yeah. now. Yeah, and their, their physical copy should be coming around soon because yeah. it's winter, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be, be out soon. That's really cool. Thank you for coming by. Thanks for talking to us. You're welcome. Um, I hate talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, for uh, listeners, thanks for listening in. Uh, hopefully join us in two weeks if we can manage to edit this in our regular time frame. <laughs> and we'll be back with another guest and another uh, question as per usual. So anything le- left to say, Lucas? No, thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. All right. Google images of hairless cats. Ha, 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 ha.